0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSC. Podcast all of
1: Long Island. Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. The Monty and Pharaoh Show.
0: And you're watching the Monty and Pharaoh Show.
1: Monty and the Pharaoh. With... Monty and the Pharaoh. 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 And Monty and the Pharaoh. Oh, is it Monty and the Pharaoh? Monty and Pharaoh. The Monty and the Pharaoh show. Monty. And the Pharaoh. You've got the future Hall of Famer, that rocker, Marty Gennetti, and MJ in the house, and I'm sitting here with two more future Hall of Famers, party and the Pharaoh. We're doing that stuff and we're gonna rock it.
2: A special episode of Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast Monty and the Pharaoh And we have a full house here today And none other than replacing Jimmy Pharaoh today Because Jimmy's actually working he, I, uh, he got I am Jimmy on. You are now <laughs> Hollywood Pharaoh Welcome Hollywood Hi. Pharaoh How Hello, are you? Mom. Good to see you I'm good, how are you? And do you want to introduce uh, the other guests on the uh, the couch?
3: Yes, I brought two people with me today and I have the lovely miss o oyanka with me, and then I did say I was going to bring a glow special guest mm-hmm. a glow special guest and that is my good friend and head writer for the gorgeous ladies of wrestling producer slash referee stephen blance
2: Stephen, welcome and lady o welcome thank you guys for coming in so stephen you wrote for for the for the glow oh, episodes yes. from the get go
1: from the get go I was uh Hired as a comedy writer. I was a comedy writer in radio here, doing radio in New York. And I wanted to get into television. And at the time, they said, you want to do television, you got to go to the West Coast. What year was that? Uh, It was 1986, uh, January. I went out and there was an ad in one of the trade papers, The Hollywood Reporter, Daily Variety, that was looking for a comedy writer and it didn't say what for. And it turned out to be GLOW. Wow. And they wanted... To, originally, the pilot... Hollywood will bear this out. The pilot didn't have comedy sketches. No. We had to come up with our own it was, lines. It, was just, it was just one hour of wrestling, of women's wrestling.
2: All right, so bring that back a little bit. So you go in there, and then you just came up with your own... Yeah,
3: pretty much on the pilot. I remember we were in Las Vegas, and our director, Matt Simber said, just go in front of the camera and start talking. And I'm talking about what? Talk about the character, who you're going to wrestle. There was, no some- there was nothing scripted, remember? And I go, can I say anything?
2: Because well, uh, you, you did, because I watched your, you, you yes. dropped F bombs yes, like I crazy. <laughs> I was like, holy cow, she's just dropping.
3: Because them. here I am, I've not been on television a day in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't come from an acting background. I've n- I don't know. Right. someone who has a regular job, 8 to 5, and he's, I go, can I say anything? Yes, you can say anything. I go, are you sure? Yeah. We're going to kick their beep, beep ass. Beep, yeah, you are. You are on fire. I, I was like, know. holy cow. Me and Vine, we think you're sluts. (laughs) No, that
2: that was the original pilot. So did they air that and bleep it out? Yes. So they did air it and bleep it out.
1: It was actually the first thing you heard. (laughs) Uh, Every show started in the beginning with clips of the girls, and it was supposed to be... When I get my hands on so and so, I'm going to this. Tear them to, apart, blah, Instead blah, blah. of saying, today today's matches will be, it was the girls saying, I'm going to fight so and so and do this. That. That's so how you said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And the first thing you heard on the, on the <laughs> first show that aired uh, was, We're going to kick there. And they, they be- bleeped yeah. it out. Mm-hmm.
2: Which is good, though, right? Oh,
1: yeah. It, it really actually caught on. That got everybody's attention. They said, Wait a minute.
2: What is this? So right. uh, how does the pilot work though? So you make the pilot and then what you start shopping it around right. to all the uh, TV Yeah, so venues. we went
3: to something called Nappy mm-hmm. National Association of TV Programming and Entertainment. I believe that's what well, it's
1: called. It was program executives.
3: Executives. So they picked four of us to go to New Orleans in janu in January. It was Matilda DeHahn, Tammy Jones, Americana, and myself, okay. with David McLean and with Matt Simber. We were the only four that represented our little show. Mm-hmm. We had a nice booth. We had the VHS going and mm-hmm. the rap music going in the background, and we knew that the buyers are the ones with the blue tags. Okay. So we wanted them to come. You know, those are the, the buyers of the show. They would slowly come into the booth, you know, and um, all I remember is after the three or four days that we were there uh, in New Orleans, I got a call the end of January that said, pack your bags, we sold the show, mm. we're filming in Las Vegas. So I gave my regular work, two months' notice, and I never looked back.
2: Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So, they sell the show, yep. they tell you what they sell the show for, and then they say, no, you'll they, get paid this? No, or
3: no that was already really negotiated, I think, beforehand.
2: So, you, you quit your job not knowing how much money you are going to get, get for the show. <laughs> wow, look at you. That's When you're 21,
3: 22 years old, and you have an opportunity to be in front of a camera mm. Uh, and starring on a TV show that you had, you didn't even know was about wrestling. Because right. first of all, that audition, we had no idea. I came home from lunch. There's a message. I either got a beeper going off and checked my messages. And uh, the agent, who had only worked for one time, said there is an audition at 6 o'clock at the Hyatt on Sunset. It's for a sports show. Gotcha. Didn't say what the sport was right. until we got there. And then when they mentioned it was wrestling, I don't know anything about, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I was very athletic. I played softball and volleyball. My dad was my coach. I centered, I, I mean, I lettered in center field and was a pitcher, and thank you very much. Um, and I knew that if it's going to be sports, I should be able to do it. But when they said, when, J- when David McLean said this is about women's wrestling, I'm telling you a third of the ladies walked with their pictures and resumes and walked out the door. Mm-hmm. That scared me. Let's cut, but that, what do they know? What what what, what don't I know? What, yeah, do, what right, do they right, know? Right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, sure. What's going to happen here? I so think scary. there was stigma,
2: though, with professional wrestling. So they probably didn't want to ruin Like they maybe they thought they had a career. They didn't want to ruin it. I that think that thing. maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And they remember, this is 85. No, 86. Pilot, pilot 85. Pilot was, was 85. 85. De- December okay.
1: of 85.
3: Now,
2: you were getting paid for this, though, right?
1: I actually was not part of the pilot. Oh. They originally did it as one hour of women's wrestling, and then they decided they wanted to add the sketches, the raps. There the were raps. no raps in the there original were no one. But so. I
3: do want to do interject that we were getting paid for training. Mm-hmm. So I had my regular job 8 to 5, then Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 7 to 10, paid. Gotcha. And I noticed that every time I would come back and I'd be friends with this girl... She wasn't back. I was friends with another girl. Where'd she go? So they were slowly weeding out the girls. And they had 12 character names already picked out. And they were looking for girls to... Uh, they wanted to match their personalities with these characters. And I'm thinking, please don't give me one that I'm not going to be familiar don't make, with. Don't
2: make me the Louisiana cowgirl. I was going right? to say the, something like that. Yeah. The farmer's daughter. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I, I was. And I said, I, I can... You know, I think... I will relate to Tina and Ashley or Hollywood and Vine. And when he said, Jeannie, you're Hollywood, I'm like, yes! Yeah, right. I, I can relate to her. So they yeah. did really well, I think, matching up our
2: characters. Now how did you get along with Vine?
3: Very well. I mean, we didn't know each other, so we got along pretty you well. Because you're for
2: like three years, right?
3: Two and a Two and, a and a half, okay, yeah. Um, but towards the end, when they put... And I'm being honest. Okay. When you put somebody in the same room, in the same sketches, in the same matches your hair's in my way oh well your hair's in my way right. oh yeah it got yeah. like like sisters you know and um so it's putting people you got to give them some space to breathe a little bit and then she left and then i started tagging with others and doing um my own matches singles right which was great
2: now did you see this going further for yourself are you kind of using this to be a stepping stone i to thought it move at first some other acting
3: well I knew that I was a a bigger fish in this smaller pond because it was wrestling. And back in that time, I didn't know any of my friends who were wrestlers. Mm -hmm. They wanted to be models and actresses. And there was a lot of competition there. So I'm like, this is a good gig. I want TV. They're not. I'm doing Married with Children. I'm doing the show with the Donahue Show. So I I was digging it. I I was loving it. And so I did the pilot and then all four seasons of that show. And I did a hell of a lot of interviews, didn't I, Steve?
2: Lots. Steve, how was it handling all these women and the scripts? Did they argue about what you wrote for them? Was it a big problem?
1: They never argued about it. But interestingly enough, a couple of them counted lines.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, who, had really? Ooh, t- uh, who had more lines? We, please tell. Who had more? We're in the most. We're in the most sketches, right? Really? It it actually became competitive, and um, that's interesting. About middle of the second season, we started doing a thing because McLean had left with some of the girls, and we needed a new uh, a new way to introduce new characters, mm. and I was born a ham and still a ham and will die a ham and I started getting recognized for being the referee that people smacked around (laughs) so when they said well McLean's gone what are we going to do how do we start the show I said I have an idea it'll be their locker room And I'll knock on the door and say, quiet down, get ready for your matches. Someone will bump into me and I'll mouth off to them and they'll smack me around. Which we did. And we did. And I always thought, in the ring, they were pulling their punches and kicks. When they were doing the opening with me, they were laying into me. So I think they were getting back for all the jokes I did at their expense, saying so-and-so is so fat or so-and-so looks like this that and the other thing. But mm. it, it was a ball. <laughs> and I think we had a good group of girls who were saying this
3: earlier. I don't remember. Uh, you know, we, just, you, we pretty much did what you told us to do. You know? You said, Hollywood, you're going to do this. Oh, oh, I'm wrestling her again. They put me against the farmer's daughter too many times, but those were great matches. And we truly didn't care for each other because we went to the same high school. Really? Uh-huh. And we knew the same people, so when you have... That ha- going on, and you're only 20 years old. Wait a minute, so
2: you're at the same, so you both try out at the same time? Yeah, and you reckon, well, she oh.
3: tried out after me. I did yeah. the pilot.
2: So well, We s- had no idea, but she was three years younger, so okay. I didn't
3: go to school with gotcha, her. Gotcha, gotcha. But okay. we knew the same people in our town. Mm-hmm. So now, you put these two girls together, and she wants to beat the crap out of me, and I want to do the same to her, and I want to win, and Heels did not win so much back then. Remember, see,
1: it was like, well, I... It was, it mirrored wrestling at the time. Most of the time, the babies wound up, you know, if it was a feud, babies won. You, yeah. you would drag it out. And of course, the girls, not knowing wrestling, didn't understand why am I fighting her again? Yeah.
2: So you were trying to follow the actual script of like regular professional yes, wrestling. That, yeah. right?
1: that was my thing. I, I think I just hit the microphone, it's okay. on, but that was my thing to try and make it as much like regular wrestling as possible. So in other words, you had feuds, and we we did things then that WWE is just doing now, mm-hmm. 30 years later. Mm-hmm. We did the, the tag team. Battle Royal, yeah, Texas Tornado matches, falls, ca- all with women because... No I, holds barred. Right. I, w- I was a fan from the time I was 10 years old. I mean, I go back to when Bruno was champ, the first time. Awesome. The first time. So it, it was all in here, and I said... It has to look like a real wrestling show. Great it's women. Great you got costumes. Great you got gags. You got songs, sketches. The wrestling has to be like a regular wrestling show. So that's why we had feuds. That's why Fiji and Matilda wasn't always against you and, and Sally. And Sally or Hollywood and Vine versus Tina and oh, Ashley. Oh, boy, right. And everybody remembers these, but that was to build feuds.
2: You got away with a lot of stuff. Uh, you like The first and uh, second the, season, Yeah, The older, uh, the, the ones that wore the, forgive me for saying this, those KKK men. Those, yeah. I was masks. like, holy cow. Like, I remember back then. I was oh, like, yeah. how <laughs> were they getting away with this? <laughs> yes, we did.
1: You, you could not do GLOW now.
2: The way we no. did the way it then. The way
1: we did it then. No way. Where, where we had uh, uh, Chainsaw and Spike, uh, who were really sisters, the heavy yes. metal sisters, incredibly creative talented and they did a thing where they fought ebony who was uh, she played a african-american model
0: yes.
1: and the farmers daughter and they put a watermelon in the ring. they
3: cut it first first of all yeah, but with they the chainsaw. they took the chainsaw sliced it in half
1: mm.
2: mm-hmm.
3: and they put it on her head <laughs> Oh my God! I was like, you know, and that back then, even to me, I'm like, Ooh, yeah, Are you uncomfortable?
2: Like a little oh my bit? God, yeah. This is like wow. Yeah,
1: I feel so bad for
3: yes. But, as as
1: a talent, we as the never performer. forced anybody no to do that. We never. No. If if someone was uh, found it objectionable, I don't want them to do that to me.
2: Did you have anybody object to any of your skits?
1: No, I don't think so. No, nobody, nobody ever
3: objected. I even did the. Uh, Deutschland, Deutschland, Uber Matilda, <laughs> I had to
1: teach Hollywood Vine, Deutschland, Uber yes. Because Matilda then, we had a Gestapo match, right. which wasn't well known in WWE, but McLean came from the Midwest, Dick the Bruiser's promotion, mm-hmm. and they had Gestapo matches mm-hmm. because uh, their lead heel was Baron Von Raschke, mm-hmm. if you remember him. Of course, the cloth. He, he came in, gusta. he had a cape, he had the swastika, and he came in <laughs> goose-stepping. Mm-hmm. So they had a Gestapo match. Mm-hmm. So McLean said, we're going to do a Gestapo match. He so, said, okay. So Hollywood and Vine were Matilda's cohorts, and they had, seconds. like, Nazi uh, SS We had outfits. to go shopping
3: for that stuff. How
1: do you, where did you find it?
3: Hey, <laughs> No, we went Excuse to Los me, Angeles. Excuse me, swastika, please. No, we went to, we, Matt took uh, Vine and myself to some warehouse uh, theatrical prop, actual prop place. And we got to go wild through there. Oh, these chains look good. The gas mask. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Oh, the, the file for the, na- oh, my God. We, yes, and, and we purchased. the Nazi
1: outfits. And not Yeah, it's outfit. crazy. swastika. Yeah. We did a Gestapo match. Oh, my gosh. And since they were the children of the Huns, Cohorts, he said, well, <laughs> they have to come out singing Deutschland über alles. Mm, yes, they didn't. I had to teach them Deutschland über alles. Yes. But when they sang it, it it sounded like the On Wisconsin fight song, <laughs> but it, it still worked. But the end, if you remember the end of the match,
3: yes, I pick Fiji up Fiji
1: rips off the With, swastika, yeah. and spits on it and throws it in the ground. And Americana takes the flag. Was the Nazi flag right. and breaks it over her, Neath, her knee. She does. So yeah. it's like good prevailed and. But I picked up down. the
3: white flag and started way- hitting it over. So we've <laughs> lost because Hollywood picks up the white one by accident because she's trying to get Fiji off of Matilda right. to save her. But in the meantime, I'm, we're, we're surrendering. Even,
2: there, there you go. So it's a little Decide bit different then though, right? So you sold it to local stations and I guess they sold advertisement and they just I mean, paid for your show, right?
1: It, it was done through syndication. Yeah. We had a syndicator and they would right, they would sell it to X number of markets and they would put it on whenever they but wanted. Did you
2: ever get complaints though? For some of these storylines? Yeah, yes. I could imagine. Yes. Right?
1: We got complaints
3: um, later though. I don't do we not get the complaints until well, season 2 or 3 Well that's what
2: I mean it, I remember Because I remember Vividly watching So I think season 1 When I caught on late It was like uh, Whatever And then I really Was like This is really Awesome stuff And then <laughs> season 2 Was like holy cow this is, this is really good I think that's probably What, what went down It caught on It took a right. while To catch on Yeah Or to
3: find it too Because it was on Really late
2: we had it in uh, uh, New York. We had Channel 11. Uh, t- I think it was like PIX. 11 in the morning. P-I-S. Oh, yeah. so 11 for you.
1: Uh, um, originally, I, I can tell you everything. Originally, we were on at midnight. Yes. Okay. Um, That's when I remember. Channel 11. Saturday nights at midnight. And the ratings were so good, they switched it and put it Saturdays at noon.
2: Okay.
3: And
0: we got that go. in That's California, right.
1: too, on KCOP 13. So they, they mirrored each other. And I found out... Um, If you remember the 80s, 86, the New York Mets got to meet Davey Johnson. I actually worked with him on a project and he told me Met Games started at one. Glow was on. In the clubhouse, yeah, at twelve. <laughs> That's and funny. The Mets were watching. Uh, oh, I love it. So watching
3: no
2: wonder they all. sucked.
1: No, that way '86 was the champion. Oh, so <laughs> wait a minute. So now, na- d- so it's, now it's a- even worse.
2: You took probably the greatest team that should have won about five World Series, and you only won one but thanks to your scripts.
1: Uh, because of me, yeah. Well, I. What can I say? But it was funny because they asked They would ask questions about it yeah they they asked uh how did you how did you fake Susie's spirit dislocating her elbow and the answer was i know we real answer it really happened yeah mm. but again you think all of wrestling is fixed so they thought it, w- it was a gimmick right? yeah
2: wow yeah so lady O, we're not forgetting you tell me a little bit about yourself
0: oh there's not much to tell i have a very boring life
2: well you're a good bodyguard you're a true that's badass sure. that's for sure
0: I boxer it, I, I I used to do boxing I used to do kickboxing never did it professionally I did it underground um, So understand?
2: underground so I knew this surprise So you, you got paid In a you underground got gambling a for <laughs> kickboxing <laughs> yes. right
1: She was MMA before there was MMA oh yeah. uh.
2: the true fighter yeah. but you were never a wrestler no. you were just uh, What do you think of being a p- true fighter against profe- what do you think about professional wrestling <sighs>
0: I enjoyed it as a kid, you know, uh, and actually one of my favorites is Razor Ramon, Scott Hall. Uh,
2: he was in studio. Yes, okay. I know. Yeah. Not, a, not a big fan, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm that's sorry. That's Don't be me Watch <laughs> out she has a baseball <laughs> bat <laughs> hiding <laughs> somewhere.
0: That's <laughs> my future husband. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed watching it together with my cousin yeah. and a couple of my friends, but we knew that everything was choreographed, mm-hmm. but we still liked it. Yeah. And yes, it's totally different than boxing and kickboxing because in kickboxing and boxing, you're actually taking the hit. Yeah.
2: So what kind of betting went down the underground fighting? I'm
0: not supposed to say.
2: Ah, don't worry about it. It's only twenty thousand people watching. Eventually.
0: I'm not supposed ah. to say, but it was good money. That's yeah. What I paid for college. Do
2: you ever, did you ever get good. people if you lost, they wanted to attack you or something like that? Yeah. They lost a lot of money. Yes. How often did you lose? Never. Not very often. That's very. Awesome. Like twice. So how do you two hook up? What, what What's this all about? Well
0: You needed a
3: bodyguard I needed a bodyguard, yes Why, why do you need a bodyguard? I just, we just We became friends online
2: Yeah you said, yeah. hey, I need a bodyguard
3: No <laughs> That's not how it started <laughs> Did not start that way At all I, We weren't even friends I just kind of messaged her Messenger I can't even say the word Facebook messenger. I can't say that word Messengered. Her Messengered her <laughs> It's been a long day, you guys and um, we started talking back and forth, back and forth, kind of learning about each other, right. blah, 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 And I'm like, well, she's cool. You, you know, I'm like, she'd be so She said I need a bodyguard. I know. I came here for, um, I was coming into town, into <laughs> New York for, was it Russell Con or Big Event? It was one of them. Big Event at LaGuardia's. It was a big Event. It was Big Event. And um, she picked me up and we, we hung out, had dinner visited someone with our baseball bats? No. <laughs> <I just laughs> didn't. We didn't. No, we just became friends and we've been friends ever since.
2: So you have a lot of followers. People love you, right? You go to all these events. How, how do you how do you like dealing with the fans? Are they all nice to you? Or I would say 99.9.
3: They're all... If they're coming to your table, they're not going to tell you to F off. Well, I don't <laughs> but, mean it, I don't mean all, it like yeah, that. Yeah, they're nice. They're very nice. They're, they're major fans that come up to the table and I watched you when I was... And it's just... Very heartwarming, and I'm always humbled to see these people come right. up. Oh, yeah, take pictures with them. And um, we had that's Rosa, so Rosa
2: Mendez here, right, Jim? And Rosa was a little naive with some of the fans, I guess. She was, you know, she's like, Oh, I love my fans, whatever. Right. And uh, we were talking about, like, do the fans get out of control a little bit? Like, maybe on so, especially on social um, media, right? How, social, media, how do you yes. handle. Obviously, you probably block. get ninety-nine percent good stuff said to you. How do you handle the bad stuff?
3: Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. You know, you want to keep your mouth shut. You don't want to hurt feelings. Sometimes it's hard to do that. Um,
2: Does it hurt your feelings?
3: I have to look at it. That some of the, maybe the three or four little pebbles that are out there amongst right. the whole sand of beach shouldn't really bother you. I've noticed that the pop the more popular one is, the more attacks. That you get, right? You know, and um, I just try to handle it. It's hard sometimes. Yeah, sure. You know, you're wearing a target on your back all the time. That's right. You know, I
2: mean, we're not nearly like you. We get beat up enough too, so right?
0: Did I And uh, the
2: pharaoh gets upset. "No, you're pretty tough, but I'm okay. I got a lot of fat, <laughs> like you know, defending myself." The pharaoh gets upset a lot you know, when he gets some. You got to take the good so.
0: with the bad,
3: and if you're going to be in this business, then. You, you have to take both and sometimes it's harder I'm, I'm being truly honest some days are easier than others but I'm happy I'm happy-go-lucky if you t- ask me something I'm going to tell you you may not like the truth but it is the truth I say it the way that it is Yeah. you know thank you you know for everything and I'm, I'm grateful to, to have uh, had the career that I've had and with the resurgence of Glow Netflix even more grateful mm-hmm. have you seen that show?
2: Have I seen it? I can't stop talking about it. That's all I ever watched. That and This Is Us. I could just sit and watch those two series. I I don't know
3: This Is Us.
2: Are you serious? Uh -uh. Oh, my God.
3: This is Us. Don't get them crying.
2: Is this a Netflix or no? No, NBC. He's going to cry. 9 o'clock, Tuesdays. You could power watch it. It's probably the best Oh, on
3: Tuesdays is the Mayans. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Well, you
2: could watch it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't know the (laughs) Mayans. Oh my God We
3: met some of them At Rhode Island Comic Con <laughs> Did you really? Yeah We watched Coco And uh, Angel Which is Richard Cabral And Clayton I don't know Clayton's But
2: Oh they were awesome too. They were so nice So do you mark out When you see some famous I try people?
3: not to I just be cool and just, I don't mark out I just am nice Hi Hollywood From Gorgeous Lady Wrestling Oh my God I watched a documentary I know who you guys are It starts off just like that And then it's just Talking well, you, to you Well you also Steve. got A
2: famous partner too Fine. Ryan. Can you uh, yes. tell everybody out there how you met him and how this? Oh, my had partner. Been? Yes. Yeah, Ryan. your partner. Yeah, my yeah? partner.
3: Oh, Ryan. I met Ryan, um, 2002 in Los Angeles. We were dating, and then um, he got a job for some more music in Nashville, Tennessee, and I stayed in Los Angeles. We did the back and forth thing forever, which does not work. I thought that he would come back to Nashville, uh, to Los Angeles, and I was thinking I'll go there, but I don't want to leave my family and like, everything, and then I ended up moving there in 2012. But Ryan, singer, uh, guitar player, he uh, played with Gene from KISS. Gene mm-hmm. Simmons has a solo band, right. so he is one of the guitarists yep. and vocals from Gene's band. And then Ace saw them, and Ace stole Gene's band, but Gene said it was okay, because Gene's on the road right now on that last, 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 last supposedly tour, mm-hmm. and so he's playing with Ace, and I, he's, they've done quite a few on the East Coast um, shows with Ace Freely.
2: Now, he played with Hunger Strike, too, right? I
3: don't know Hunger Strike. I don't
2: know. The, in the 90s, they, they Maybe got he, that whole band together. It was... Uh, I, Pearl Jam,
3: and... uh, Uh, Are you talking about Ace or Ryan? Ryan. I don't remember that. He played with a band called Hair of the Dog. Hair of the Dog, that's That's right. right. He was the singer for that band. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, Hair of the Dog. That's what I was thinking about. And then Snake from Skid Row. Mm -hmm. When Snake can't make it, Ryan is the substitute for Snake when he's on the road or doing something else and can't make it. Um, And So he was doing all of the Snake stuff, uh, Skid Row, all of that before I met him. I did not meet him... In a band situation, um, we met through some friends. So I walked through the door. Who's that? Ooh. (laughs) Love at first sight. I said, I will marry that person. And today, it's 17 years.
2: Congratulations. That's great. Jealousy? Do you guys get jealous of each other? Mm -mm. Not at all. Mm -mm.
3: I think when you're first meeting someone, there's that little bit of, what do you do? What do you do? But uh, since I'm an entertainer and I've been doing this, and him too, it works perfectly. Right. I will get people sometimes going, oh, are you married or, or do, you, do you date a wrestler? I'm like, no, no wrestlers. But, you know, a musician is kind of the same thing. You're on tour. You're in front of a bunch of people. And it's just a, a trust situation. If you, if you don't have trust, then you don't have anything. So we don't go to that level. When I get home, who do I want to spend my time with? With you. Mm-hmm. you yeah, know, Sure. You know, what are you doing? And at lunchtime, I'll take you to lunch. It's just that we have that that's special. That's great. You know, but then when it's time to go, oh, what are you leaving? <laughs> Get out. Are you leaving? <laughs> I'm leaving on Friday. Oh, I'm leaving on Saturday. <laughs> it's a win-win. Yeah, trust is everything.
2: So let, let's go back to when you first brought on the Glow Show. You know, you have a bunch of beautiful women. Is, was there a point where they were like, hey, look, be a little more friendly towards the advertisers and that type like, nothing like that. I don't remember that. No.
3: They never, they just they never let us do, do our thing. It was just like, go. And as far as dressing, they let us dress the way we wanted to. Like, Hollywood always dressed in lingerie. And there, I remember there was one place that we went to, and I wasn't allowed to wear the lingerie, so I had to put on Broadway Rose's costume. Somebody asked me, why is Hollywood wearing the one piece? Mm-hmm. Remember the purple outfit that right, Broadway Rose? That. And I was told that they didn't want lingerie on this particular, so Hollywood had to change. And we, I put on her outfit. Uh, but no one ever told us, go schmooze over here, or go do Nothing this or like have that. There. Never. Well, that's no. great. No.
2: That's great. So it just stood on its own, right? Was there ever a point where you guys wanted to make a movie out of this? I, I understand that the yes. Glow documentary came out, and that kind of triggered... Um, the series, but I did you ever want to take before, this to a before, movie? Before, level? before that, mm-hmm. yes,
1: there was uh, there was actual interest in making a glow glow movie. The movie, which I wrote, I, I wrote <laughs> the movie. Um, Matt Simber uh, showed me how you make a co production deal with Israel. You tell them you already have a deal with Egypt. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Wow. Even though you don't. And Israel says, no, you'll do it here. <laughs> and before I know it, they are flying me to Israel to scout locations for the script that isn't written yet. <laughs> and he says, you're going to meet with the head of this film company, this film company. I said, Matt, we don't have a script. He it's says, like a Jerry Seinfeld. He says, <laughs> you will write the treatment on the plane. Oh Wow. And I I wrote that we basically had a, a story idea, the Glow Girl. Remember, this is the eighties. The Glow girl saved the world from international terrorism. Oh it. my god! And I it would it. be the the lady wrestlers wrestling the terrorists. What a great cartoon and, that would have made! And so I I write the screen on the plane to Israel, which uh, they had told everybody. Oh, this big American producer is coming, so. When I get there, people are falling all over me like I'm something. And I walk into the... And I, I have literally a stack of pages that I longhand wrote. wrote. I walk into the hotel, and they're falling... Mr. Blance, is there anything we can do for you? And I hand them this. to said, double-spaced, bind it, and give me six copies. Wow. And they, it and they did it. And they did it. Holy. And then when I had meetings with... Whoever I, I had a treatment to show them, later I wrote the script, and since it didn't happen I'm not telling tales out of school there was a production company that did the movie "Red Scorpion." I remember.: Dolph Lundgren: After Rocky mm-hmm. Five Four?
2: Five. Four.: right? Or five? four. You're right four.:
1: four. You're right.: uh, They made a movie with him as a Soviet killing machine who single-handedly is destroying Biafra in Somalia. (laughs) But then he sees the way the poor people are living and starving and all that, and he turns against the Russians. And he fights back. And they said, we made a deal with them, and they say, we're going to take the immediate profits from Red Scorpion and put them in an account to do Glow the movie. What was it? Glickenhaus Shapiro. Shapiro Glickenhaus. That's right. Okay. And they said, that's what we're going to do. Well... Red Scorpion opens up, and it is one of the biggest failures in (laughs) cinematic history. It was laughable, (laughs) because literally there's one scene where Dolph Lundgren has a starving Biafran on each shoulder, and a submachine gun going, as he's mowing down the, the Russian tanks and everybody. Nobody wanted to see this movie. I, call, I called the theater in Manhattan. I said, what time is it showing? They said, what time can you get here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Poor doll. I, I walk into the theater, and there is one guy there. It is a pervert in a raincoat.
2: Oh, oh nice. God. Oh, me,
1: okay? Oh, boy. The oh, movie no. starts. <laughs> After a while, the pervert... Leaves. The pervert feels violated that he, had to watch this, that he had to watch this movie. And he gets up and leaves. Okay? It makes no money. Okay? There are no immediate profits to put into Glow, the movie. Shapiro Glickenhouse is going to be sunk. So they take whatever money they had left to make. Franken Hooker.
2: Oh, uh, well, I remember that. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that movie. And Basket Case 3 because there were so Basket. many unanswered questions from the first <laughs> two.
2: Wow, that's good.
1: And that's what happened to Blow the Movie.
2: <laughs> oh my god. So you still have those scripts? I, oh, I I ha- I, ha- I,
1: ha- I actually had bad. I actually had to write two versions of it. Uh one has the Blow Girls uh Save the World from International Arab Terrorists. Okay. And I wrote a version where it's South American terrorists, because depending upon what country (laughs) was going to bankroll it, if you were going to do it in the Middle East, you couldn't do it against the Arabs. No. Yeah. So... I had to have a version where, where it's where it's you know a, a Banana Republic, okay, a Banana and and, it was, and I wrote it like remember the Police Academy yeah, movies yeah. and and uh, the Naked Gun movies. That would have been so you know so fun. You, see, you see this terrorist and then the camera pulls down and he's got the fuzzy pink slippers on right. and it was just little things like that and the Glow Girls have to go through training to to fight terrorists and the idea Let's was do it. that the terrorists once a month the terrorists had a, a truckload of hookers brought to them because they're in training and, and they don't get out. So the to are switched for the hookers. I love it. Mm-hmm. And and one wow. of one of the things, one of the devices they had was an exploding bra. Which it, already they did on what's the one what was it? International uh, terrorists. Yeah. Pa- this was Austin years them. before. Yeah. This is years before. I know but that. It, but it was a time bomb. <laughs> Bra. Bra. So you would set the dials. Oh, my And throw it, and it would explode. But when the terrorists get the girls, they're feeling them up, and they're actually setting off the thing. And That's the girls nice. have to stop and readjust the thing so it doesn't explode. Oh, so my it's God. All this, all this crazy stuff S- in
2: it. But S- with, with, with Beyond this movie. Now you have this Netflix series, which is ending. Did you guys ever think about rebooting the whole glow? We don't deal? own it,
3: though. Right, sure, we, we thought about we, we many it many years
2: ago. Yeah,
1: we don't own it.
2: So who owns it?
1: The farmer's daughter. One of the farmer's daughters owns it. Yeah, she she, she owns. Got the name
2: and there's no And there's no interest in. She has no interest in rebooting this thing. I mean, this is hot issues. right now, you know? Uh, uh,
3: we would love that, but, you know, that's trying to get that across to somebody. Right.
1: It, it's, it's... It's difficult. It's let's just difficult, say that. It's difficult. It's, uh... It's out it's of also, our hands. Right. Let's just put it, it that it, way.
3: I don't know. She, Send
2: Lady O down there to take I, care I, of it. She,
1: she owns it's the there? right... And right now, I believe she has an exclusive with Netflix. Right, so she that can't do she anything. She cannot do anything. I don't know how long it lasts.
3: Oh,
2: so she got paid. Oh, yeah. She got, oh, so she's she's she got the only paid. one that got paid. Wow. She okay. got
1: paid, right. And, and
3: she subleased the title to glow, to glow Netflix three times, and now a fourth time, so she's been paid. So upfront.
2: she was, Four what, times. she knew to trademark this before anyone could trademark it? She Is just asked,
3: anything? you know, she went up to the owner and
1: said, I'd like to buy this, and he gave it to her. Wow. That was all. That's basically...
2: And who would have thought
1: and and of course, this was after the show was canceled. Yeah. So
2: everybody's like, "Ah, it doesn't matter, right? right? It
1: doesn't matter. It's over right. and done with." Yeah. And, and who? And then, the documentary came out
3: years later. And
1: did two thousand twelve? Right. The documentary on Netflix did tremendously, and that's when Netflix
2: is. And by the way, I don't mean to interrupt you. That is one of the best, just pure pro wrestling documentaries. It's and in my top ten. It's it's so well done. Thank uh, you.
3: That was Brad and Brett from right, Houston. Right. Uh, Two young kids.
1: But they were fans also. They
3: had They wanted it. to know wh- what happened to GLOW. Let's do our next project about GLOW. Right. And they found Ursula first. But they couldn't just do a show, a documentary about her. They met all of us and went, wait a minute. Let's interview all of these ladies and put this together. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, and then Gingy Cohen from Orange is the New Black... Saw the 2012 documentary and said, "I'm going to do a sh- I'm going to do a show. Right. Let's Netflix, inquire about it, this."
1: It did
2: so well on Netflix. Yeah, lots so, of subscribers. But they didn't want to involve no. any of you guys. No. Said, no. "Hey, you know." I
3: don't was- know what the what deals were made between maybe Ursula and I. I we don't, don't know.
1: We don't know either. And the funny thing is, they used that documentary as a blueprint, correct? And they picked that clean. Mm. And not only the documentary, but now there are stories in that mirror stories that happened to the real people. Right. And there, there was one thing that just drove me crazy, too, but it's part of the ego on, on my part, because people were telling me, you know, the Mark Marin character is a combination of you and Matt Simber the writer and the director, right. a combination. I said, no, it's really the director, the, the director. Season three, Marin winds up being the referee, yep. if you remember. Yep. Yes. And he always had a beard in the first two seasons. He didn't have a beard in season three. Him in the ring, in the referee's outfit, with the mustache and aviator glasses. Was you. Somebody online saw an old glow and actually wrote, Boy, that guy really looks like Mark Marin.
2: Wow. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Well you know you gotta be happy with
3: We are. Yeah, you know Oh my gosh. I I look at it as a win win. And that glow brand back to us is is a win win. I, I, I embrace it. Would we love to be on that show? Of course.
2: I really, I you really know, think you could we, do it. I really think you could. do We could, could no give reasonable.
3: the stories that I could give alone. I did the pilot and all four seasons. I could, and I'm a bad girl. And I was told not to do lots and lots of things. And when Matt said no, ding, that meant yes in my mind. And we were poor guy because, you know, trying to get thirty girls together in one place. We had curfews at twelve midnight. Did I? Did I make curfew? <laughs> Lots of trouble, <laughs> uh, you know. Hollywood was they when they picked Hollywood, they knew the genie would be Hollywood. And Hollywood would be genie. Would
2: you uh, would you think that you're probably the most successful out, out of all the glow girls? I would.
3: I thought that for uh, that um, Lisa Moretti was the most successful because she went on. She went on to the WWE. Yes.
2: Yeah.
3: Hall Hall of Famer.
1: Hall mm-hmm.
3: of Famer, three
2: times. Yes.
1: Women's champ.
2: Yeah. Did you ever think you were going to transition? That was something you didn't want.
1: So when WWF
3: at the time had come into our town, I was right in the middle of a broken leg, but I didn't want to tell them about the broken leg. So I went down <clears throat> to the audition. I get in the ring. I decided to wear sweatpants because I had, at my, my leg was so atrophied I didn't want them to see it. Plus I was um, limping really bad. So once I got up there and I, Jim Ross was down there with three other guys and they're asking me all these questions. And I just told him that, you know, I said, Mondo Guerrero was my trainer. And I go, oh, Mondo, asking me this. And then I just told him the truth. I said, I'm sorry, I'm right in the middle of a broken leg. And that was it. Uh, But this is what I think. I think if I really, really wanted the next level, I would have done it. uh, For four years, I couldn't be a 20-year-old. I just wanted to have a regular life, have a boyfriend, go out. And I didn't want to be, like, have my director be my dad Everywhere, and that's what it was. We were on a short leash mm. for four years, and I just I was, like, burnt out. However, once it was, like, pulled away from me, I'm like, well, wait a minute.
2: What do I do? Yeah.
3: Wow. Yeah. So I did a lot of independent circuit wrestling as well. Then I got into stunt work and little things like that. Well,
2: let's let's talk about pop culture. So you were on Married with Children. Yes. Saved by the Bell. Yes. So I'm a big Saved by the Bell guy. You that know, was I'm too inter- old for that show, but uh, <laughs> we,
3: we both are.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm way too old for that show, See, but I those, watched it anyway.
3: Some of some of those kids were at the Rhode Island Comic Con, so it's kind of cool. But. So,
2: Screech. Screech that? So yeah, th- we both did. Th- tell me what's wrong change. with Screech. <laughs> what's he wrong was a with that huge
3: guy? Glow fan. He loved Hollywood. I was down there on the beach, and he laid his towel out next to me. Oh, huge, huge Glow. Did you see that. the
2: inner workings of that whole group? <laughs> no, they, I didn't you know? work
3: on it. I worked on it a day. Just one day? One day, that's it. Just wow. a, as a day player on, the, on that day, and it was fine. How about Married with Children? I loved that show. That was so great. When I'll tell you, the audition that we had, usually when you do an audition, you have several women in the room with their scripts. So Ursula and myself went there, and I didn't see a lot of women sitting down. We walked into the office, and I saw the two executive producers. But as we walked in, they're here. All their writers are in the room with us. Made me more nervous. Hi, hi, hi. We love the show. We're fans. Holly would read the line first, and then Ursula follow up. Read Ursula this way. Holly would read it this way. Okay, guys, we'll see you on Monday morning at 9.30. Her and I walk out the door to the restroom. Oh, my God! We were going have to audition yeah. in front of everyone. we They already knew they wanted us. Yeah. So it, no one told us that. So that was amazing. And Ed O'Neill was probably the funniest people I've ever met in my life I'm trying to sit there and not laugh while he's uh, wrestling Big Ben Mama <laughs> he was so believable and so funny you guys you just had to be there and we were there for a week we did the um, Thursday was like the what is it called the testing of, uh-huh.
0: like we had the run through camera.
3: cameras and stuff yeah blocking cameras and blocking and Friday was the live audience just like glow oh it was so so great
2: Live audiences glow. You have any control problems? Because you had a smaller well, audience, right? But the, no, the, we
3: had a pretty. Li- for how, glow?
2: Yeah. How big? Were, how big were the audiences? there? It
3: was free for everybody to come in. We. It, it was. was
1: um, free, but they had hundreds, and and they would wait in line we, to see us when we would go. Uh, the way the Riviera Hotel worked, you couldn't go directly to the ring. You'd have to come down and around. And when I would go down, the people were lined up from the the entrance to our arena, which was a small showroom, right. down the stairs, around the slot machines, <laughs> into the main casino. And it was a steady, because we taped... Lots of shows. We taped the equivalent of three shows in,
3: in one an night. Kind of okay. like Family Feud does. Right, sure. Five shows in one day. So
1: we would, you know, we would... Do so that's like four or five matches. matches. Yeah, for 15 me. 15 plus matches. And so the crowd didn't, it came and went. Right. So we had maybe 800 to 1,000 She had a rotating
2: crowd coming through.
1: Coming through. And then when they did construction, they moved us to the convention center. Right. And we filled the convention center. So there yeah. was never, we had, there, there, there was security which we actually put in the show. Yes. When, when somebody went crazy, uh, heavy metal sisters went crazy, McLean, we need Riviera Hotel Security! Security! And, he, security! and the security ran in to subdue them and I swear one time when the girls are struggling, when one of the security guard's guns falls out of his pocket and he doesn't even realize it. And I I mean, but nobody, 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 in there, attacked anybody? No. Uh, Our paramedics no. were real paramedics. Real paramedics, <laughs> and they became part of the show. Yes. You, they you did. know what,
2: I don't want to be like a wrestling smarky, but you know, back in the WCW days, they came up with that idea to rotate in in, a, in dis- uh, Florida, the Disney World, whatever you want to right. call it. The they would rotate radio. the crowd. Right. That's another idea stolen then from you guys, right?
1: We had, and and I know this for a fact because I, I recognize one of the people in the elevator. People from WWF, and at that time it wasn't WCW, it was NWA, right. came to every taping to see what we did. What's going did. on. And wow. I, was, I was in the elevator once with one of the guys, and I knew who he was because I used to watch all the yes, That's because you're wrestling. a huge wrestling <laughs> fan. I was a huge wrestling fan, as yes. I say. And I, I also have an almost photographic memory. So I, if I saw a guy in a magazine, because I go back to the days where, and I spoke to Bill after about this too, his magazines told me everything about everywhere. So that's how I knew who Rip Hawk was, and that's how I knew. And they used to do stories from the Olympic Auditorium, and they had this guy from the NWA Vice President, Jeff Walton, attacked by the Sheik mm-hmm. in one of the stories. I get on the elevator one time, there is Jeff Walton. And wow. why is he there? Because he's coming to see the matches. Same thing. They had WWE had somebody there because they stole. They, I always say Vince McMahon has been stealing from me for thirty <laughs> years. <now>. <laughs> Probably <laughs> nothing wrong and, with it. <laughs> and, and we we had we had mentioned uh, Daisy and Gremlina and mm-hmm. all, all those. The day uh, that was that aired Daisy became free from gremlina right B- broke her chain and all this other stuff mm-hmm. wwe had hercules about to be sold into slavery by bobby the brain he into the million dollar man yeah. broke his chain and became a baby the exact same day
2: Were you ever did. approached by any of the major organizations to write for them
1: Vince McMahon hated us. Yeah,
3: he didn't like us. Did he really? He would tell his wrestlers, I kid you not, when we were at Nappy selling the show, WWF was there, we were over here, he told his wrestlers not to come and talk to us. Really? So I decided that I was going to walk around... And here comes Jesse the Ventura coming towards me, and we're looking at each other knowing, and I go, we're not supposed to talk. He goes, I know, but let's talk.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. They
3: loved us.
1: Vince (laughs) Vince McMahon hated us because we did something out of the box that, again, it took him 30 years to do. Their women's revolution was started by us. We launched an entire women's show. Yes. And he could never do that. Remember, they kept going back to Moolah at that time. Right. The Wendy Richter, when she got too big, he put he the pulled belt it. Back he squashed it. Yeah, put yeah. it back on. Put, put back Moolah. On. So that he, you know, and we did this, and McMahon hated us. And he told his wrestlers, "You don't like GLOW." Yes. And years later, I found out they all loved GLOW. And they going to the these comic cons talk, and talking,
3: know. I just saw Devon,
1: um, Devon no, D- Dudley, guy.
3: and yeah, Spike. Yeah. Oh my God, Hollywood! Yeah. You are one of my favorites. Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing what you guys did. Right. Uh, it was. It's just humbling. Like I, well, you know, the show was. The show was innovative. You right.
2: You guys were innovative. You, you. You're right. This is part of the whole women. You. You have a right. integral part in what's going on today. Because right. I'll tell you personally, Jim knows the women are my favorite part of the show. I I can't even watch it. But it's not because they're just women either. No. They, they, they are I think great they're more entertaining athletes. Absolutely.
3: They're more entertaining to watch.
2: So we got about it makes
3: it exciting.
2: We got about five minutes. So I got okay. one question. And then we're going to go to, you know, your. I want to go into your candles. And by the way, thank you for the shout out from Busted I Open. I did on
3: Busted Open. I today. love you for that. Oh. I was busy
2: in meetings all day today, but and then on you the heard way home, it. I heard. I said, Phew, I did <laughs> our replay. No, she came through. <laughs> Let me play it again. <laughs> Good. Uh, what famous person ever asked you out on a date besides your husband?
0: Um,
3: it was oh, Sylvester. did you ever go on that date? I didn't. I did not. Well, there's a few, but there's a a few, there's quite a few, but I'm going to be, it was Sylvester Stallone's brother, Frank. Frank asked you. Remember? Oh, he was all over. He loved her.
2: Yeah. Frank Stallone. Did he sing to you?
3: He wasn't singing back then. I don't remember him having a voice.
2: Do you remember him? He's quite the singer. He's a good singer. Yeah.
3: And he remembers us, us very well. I saw him at a... Uh, an S- Italian us.
2: So does he call you? No, like, he doesn't call me at all no no, 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 when he asked you on a date Like, how does that happen? <laughs> we know
3: he was calling Matt To ask Matt, our director because
1: Mrs. we used Jackie Mrs. Stallone Jackie Stallone That was another thing Remember, at the time Going back 30 years The biggest star in the world Sly. Was Sly Yeah, Sylvester Stallone yeah. Who did Rocky and Rambo And we got Mrs. Stallone As the good girl's manager Manager I don't remember that Jackie Stallone Oh, yeah The horoscope
2: she did horoscopes. She did, she, she did yeah.
1: crystals.
3: Yeah, yeah. She's she did everything. Interesting. She's still alive. Yeah. Is she 90s really? Something. In the 90s. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, but, she is.
1: And she brought when she would come to the tapings and would use. We'd have her yelling at ringside. and We had gave her a rap. And, and, she, and, brought and, she, brought and she brought Sage. At the time, she brought Sage. She brought Frank. Yeah. And Frank took one look at her, and and yeah, he, he wanted to go. He wanted. To I marry was with David
3: you. I know. <laughs> he wanted to marry you. I was uh, dating David from uh, Quincy Mass mm-hmm. boyfriend for 5 years and so you had I was interest in love. Frank. Well, I don't know. I was just young, no interest. Like I don't know. I can't remember it was too long ago. <laughs> I don't know. I was just don't I, don't me
2: no embar- I don't mean to embarrass you. Listen, <laughs> you're not I would have dated if Frank. If I was
3: <laughs> single, it would have been a different story. Right. So for me, I'm a one-woman man, and I just wanted to do, you know, that's...
2: So when you break up with this guy, you're like, damn it, I could have went out with Frank. Storm. Oh, there's a lot of stories. Oh, I boy. Could, you know. Oh <laughs> Yeah, there's some stories. So tell me... My book,
3: the bio, when, I, when that comes yeah, when, out... When are you doing a bio? So I finally, finally, we've been talking about it for a very, very long time. I finally found somebody to help me... Ghost that I love, Dan Murphy, who wrote uh, Sisterhood of the Squared Circle. Okay, he's uh, really good, and so hopefully maybe. It well, will if it be. doesn't
2: work out with him, we have our own uh, studio producer, and he just wrote a book, Stephen Miller, uh, on the Rascals, right? The Rascals. Yeah, he nice. just really He just finished with his book, so if you need anybody, Thank tell you. me about the soap. Oh my gosh, the soap. We're going to finish this out with the right. soap. All
3: right. So I make homemade soaps. Love yes. doing that. Um, they're homemade. There's like three oils in them, some water and a little bit of lye. But it's something that's soothing and calming. And I love it. If anyone's interested, they can go to my website, geniebisson.com and find the soap. But uh, And Christmas is coming. Yeah. I wouldn't bring you a soap. God I'll knows I need a... it. No, you don't need it. But you know what? I like just homemade. That's great. It's just, like I said, it's peaceful and calming.
2: All right, so we're, we're hoping for, for a success, successful soap, and book? we want to see a successful book. Miller, just be on a standby in the dugout in case we got to call you. And we want to see a reboot of Glow. Yes. yes. Uh, so Come on, I,
3: Ursula. I wanna,
2: want to thank you all for joining us. I want you to send us out, Hollywood Pharaoh. Send out our guest, and then call out. We're
3: ending the show. It's on you. All right, everybody, we just want to thank everybody for being here. I want to say thank you to Oyanka, Steve, my co host here. Everybody have a good one and watch Monty and, and the
2: Pharaoh. And we'll catch you tomorrow from eight oh five what is it? Eight oh five to nine PM every Thursday, Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. I wanna thank everybody for being here. And Hollywood, thank this you was so a great moment. Thank you. I love it. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one.